Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 1st. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. I, I feel like we always have these on the first days of months. Really? I don't know. I feel like you're. Oh, we always talk on the first and you're like, first day of June or first day of May, first day of April. I mean, I, I noted. I don't know if it's always the first, but... Um, you know, how many do we do a month? Three a three a week for four or five weeks, or you know, we have almost a fifty percent chance. Fifty percent chance of landed on the first, and we have for this episode. Um, this is going to be a short one. We gave you two hours on Ernie L's on Friday. Over we were up two. late. Over to it with a little additional, you know, behind the scenes action. First file uploaded was apparently. Just nonsense crosstalk that gave me an absolute panic attack at one in the morning on Thursday night. It was <laughs> my fault. It was an operator error. I made a Thanks mistake. Thanks for that. I'm sorry. It's just me. It's the first guy who uh, alerted us to it late at night. He goes, you know, I don't mind you belching into the microphone, but uh, you should know that your file is like, you know, the show is not starting on time cleanly. So, um, Hopefully this, this one, one will, does. This will be a quick one. Quick one, short one, little Monday, uh, sh- quick news roundup. Not a lot to talk about. You know, go back, listen to Ernie L's again if you want. Do another, do another Ernie L's rehash if you want. But um, let's get to it. One quick tidbit on Ernie. Friend of the program, Shane Bacon, texted us an addendum to his superstitions. We talked about the white tees. He always gets out on the left side of the bed. Uh, I did not know this. I have not confirmed it. So if it's not accurate, you can blame Shane. He said we should have noted that Ernie carries 18 balls in his bag because he always puts a new ball in play after a birdie. And he has, you know, the dream fantasy, you know, he, he will not foreclose the option or the uh, the ability that maybe he birdies every single hole. So I did not know that. Did you know that? He carries 18 balls in his bag? I didn't know that. It makes me like Ernie even more. Kind of is like my tea thing. Even if you were a caddy for him? Because that's pretty, for a pro, that's a lot of balls to put in the I'd bag. I'd caddy for Ernie any day of the week. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure Ricky Roberts got got off pretty good during that, <laughs> that heyday. He did okay for himself. You know, another so, thing, a uh, John Ezekowitz, yeah, friend of the program, sent me was he goes, you know, one thing you guys forgot to mention was how good Ernie was, how he was such a mentor, and he was a big mentor to Michelle Wee when she would play at the Sony Open. He would always play practice rounds with her oh, and like would, would show her shots and all kinds of things and was a, was a great, uh, you know, kind of somebody that was friendly to somebody that probably felt very uncomfortable in what they were doing. Slightly different approach than VJ with Annika yes. Colonial. 
Okay. Um, all he right, also so that's he a- also mentored Tiger about when he should turn pro. Oh yeah, who t- did you tweet that? Who's, I forgot who somebody that? else. Oh, uh, Lou it. Brown. I think Lou Brown sent it out yeah. to us from Tom Callahan's book. Um, when Tiger was an amateur playing in the Open Championship, I believe mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. All right, we won't do a couple more hours on Ernie. That's it. We could start back up. Do you want to? You want to hit hit 2013? <laughs> we cut it at 2012. Um, all right, we will start with a fan submitted conspiracy theory. Would you like that? Wet your whistle here on a Monday. Sure. Why not? Our fr- our friend Spartan Butters is at it again. You remember this? I think it came from the he NLU. The, he had the Brooks, uh, the Brooks Jenna thing wedding, with the wedding. The wedding theory. So if somebody sent me this over the weekend on Twitter, I, I think it comes via the NLU message boards. Uh, so I guess DJ's wearing a whoop or whoop, these watches that clearly are in cahoots. I mean, this is with, the, they're just sending whoops out to everybody. And these guys are giving them all the publicity in the world, and we're about to do it, I guess, right now. But Rory's in it. I forget who Rory else. Rory went on guys. their pod. What's he being compensated for that? I don't know. He that can't up. be out of the goodness of his own. Went on the whoop pod. Big whoop. <laughs> Is that the name of the podcast? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> the big whoop. <laughs> You're really amusing yourself with that one. Uh so uh, JT has one. There are these things that, you know, tracking every breath and everything like that. Apparently DJ's wearing one. And so Spartan Butters theory. Somebody had an Apple Watch, some famous female reporter, and she linked it with her husbands. And they linked it and they shared data. Yeah. And apparently he was, you know, not at home with her. And his heart rate started going very high, like working out. He, he was maybe saying he was working out at four in the morning. Well, he was working out. There's some physical activity involved, but not, you know, maybe at the gym. But uh, it was it, a, it was it was in a confined space. Yeah. So uh, apparently, this was used to, you know, uh, find some sort of mistress or cheating scandal. And so Spartan Butters theory is that it's simply a, it's like an ankle bracelet that Paulina has put on DJ <laughs> to track his every move. And they've probably linked it and to keep DJ out of, uh, you know, to make sure he's being monitored. What do you think of that conspiracy theory? Cause DJ's too dumb. Allegedly, this is Spartan butters to operate himself. I think. I mean, I think that's a very value of, you know, it could be, it's an interesting theory. I, I don't know. I I don't know how Paulina, you know how how she feels about that stuff. I feel like they haven't gotten married. I I don't want to speculate on relationship status here, but I maybe they just are cool with that kind of behavior. They could be. Some couples are, right? Should I tell the DJ story about when they got engaged, Paulina? Sure. Have you heard this one? I guess we're at that stage in the, in the podcast. Yeah. So they're talking about D- the Spartan Butter says DJ can't operate a whoop, so it's just an ankle bracelet. 
You've you've heard this, right? I don't Somebody know. told don't us think... this. A friend of the programs, I can't remember who, has this heard is, this, this allegedly. Specu- this is all speculation. This speculation. Is, this Somebody is not was playing a founded story. Just... No, not at all. This is just rumor story time. <laughs> Apparently, I forget who was playing with Wayne, or was around with Wayne near Wayne when he did, found out Paulina got engaged to DJ. Oh, I and feel Paulina. Like everybody's heard this story. And Paulina called Wayne Gretzky. And notified him, hey, we're engaged. And Wayne hung up the phone, and whoever he was with, Wayne made the remark, my my daughter's managed to find the only person in the world dumber than she is and is getting married to him, or will be marrying him. <laughs> Not the nicest story, but everybody's, that, that's a widespread rumor. I don't know if it's true. I, I love DJ and Paulina. I have no, no issues with them, their intelligence. I have no reason to believe they're dumb. Or or smart or or anything other than that, but that's that's the famous DJ Paulina engagement story. Okay, that's a good Spartan Butters theory, though. I'm in on it. It's Spartan great, Butters can keep firing Butters. the conspiracy theories out. It seems like he's spending time in this basement with his tinfoil hat on. <laughs> All about the relationship, you know, sleuthing. Okay, we're gonna I might do have rapid- to get back down in my basement. I haven't been down there in a while. You get back, get back down on that dungeon. Uh, quick news. The John Deere replacement per the fried egg at tweet, I think I saw. This is this is, uh, this is rumors, you know? Rumors still. Hearing, rumors. Hearing. A front runner to replace the Deere is a back-to-back event. We're now calling the milkshake swing. We have the manor swing on the UK. No, the milkshake the, the swing. Man, it's not the manor swing anymore. I came up with a new nickname this weekend. That what English is swing is is the coffee pot. It's full of coffee golf. I like it. I like it. It's good. We there are too many they, swings. There I be, like just calling it the coffee pot. There should be a, a trophy for whoever performs the best in it. It's a big coffee pot. That Maybe that's good. what I we'll mean, send them. The college hockey tournaments, the bean pot, the four Boston schools. I don't. I like the. Co- I didn't know that the, existed. The bean pot, the coffee pot. I like that. That's a good, that's better, more creative than the manor swing. So the milkshake, the milkshake swing, two scoops um, at Muirfield Village. Is that what we're getting? Is that what you're saying? The creamery. You know, rumors, rumors. One's an invitational and what the usual memorial. And then another will be like a full open 144, 156. What do we we think? Yeah, it'll be, I think 144. I'm not positive, but. Uh, maybe 156. It could be 156. And what do you uh, make of this? Um, I think it, logistically it makes a lot of sense. You know, would it's, you like to have had it somewhere else? No, I mean, no. I think it makes a ton of sense. I think the less the people have to move around, the better for for safety and everything, and for golf continuing to be safe. You know, it, to be played on the, at the PGA Tour level. I think like the less these guys have to move around, the better. Given just the landscape of the world right now. Could they make Muirfield Village a reversible routing for the second week? It'll be fine. I saw all the people worried about like the wear and tear. Conditioning? It's, it's oh, like, you know, you, they, they could change tees up. You know, you yeah. could move, move a tee and then all of a sudden you might be hitting into a different spot in fairways. I would like to see them do that. It'd be, it'd be cool. It would be neat. Maybe if you, if they set up the invitational, the, the, typical memorial really tough and then you backed it off the next week 
Uh, that would be a neat thing. One of the advantages, they're closing for renovations, I think, like right after. Oh, so really? that's okay. one of the reasons this was feasible is that it was a pretty much a lost year for... And, uh, oh, they were. They are going to do work, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So I think I think they can. You know, it affords them some flexibility. From what I gather, what I've been, you know, what I've heard and read through is that it's been signed off on by Jack, and uh, now it's just a matter of of tying up the final ends, figuring out what the prize money is going to be, and so forth. So, okay. I mean, like you think about it, if you're a player. It's great. You get to camp out for two weeks in one city. You don't have to worry about travel. They probably could save a lot of testing, you know, because yeah. you, you're going to have more confined space. So, which is there another course you would have liked to see them do? I mean, that's just not I, I, feasible. It's really. just in I, the area, Indiana, anywhere. I mean, there's know, a lot right? of good courses in Columbus. I think. I mean, I think Sciotas, It might be starting to renovate a restoration also. Um, there's double eagle. I I mean, there's there's a lot of good yeah, golf. There's not, there's the golf club, but I yeah. I don't I like that they just aren't going anywhere. I like that a lot. I think it's a yeah. very. I think that there should be more of that. There shouldn't. I don't think they should be going Dallas or Fort Worth to to South Carolina to Connecticut to Detroit. Detroit. Like I think Detroit to Columbus to Columbus is is a great you know. Yep. Little yep. it's an easy thing for players like if I you know. So, I I like w- this move okay. a lot. I like it. Well, that's similar to what they're doing on the European tour to restart mm-hmm. everything. So, if uh, I, I don't know if I finished that, but it would be cool if they had like distinctly different setups each week. You think that's possible? Yeah, I mean you like no a perfect example is uh Hazeltine Ryder Cup when they cut down the rough yeah. You know, versus the way they set up Hazeltine for a major championship. P- PGA or something like that. You know, I'm yeah. sure you could go out there and find a few holes that you could turn a 450 hole into a 300-yard hole, and it would be a pretty compelling short par four if you just played a different tee. So I would really love to see them get creative. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily the strong suit. <laughs> of um setup <laughs> committees on the on the PGA tour but maybe we'll see it. Uh, this is the time to try stuff. Another thing though is like I mean weather you're going to get right? I mean central Ohio in July you're going to get some fairly you're going to get thunderstorms. Not maybe not every day but there's going to be some I I imagine. Um okay, so that does that for for that news. Uh th- we need to come up with a name for it. The milkshake swing the Buckeye Swain. We'll, we'll come up with something for that. Okay. Uh, VJ pulls out of the KFT event, withdraws. Doesn't I heard give a he reason. He's getting really close to not being in, anyways. As of like two That's weeks what ago. I heard. Two Wasn't weeks he ago, he's down the exemption. Yeah. He like, I, I talked to a buddy the other day that's that's a, that's a KFT um, mm-hmm. player slash on the fence of being into the event. And he said he wasn't going to get in, anyways. I don't have a strong reaction to this. I don't know that it's a, did he need to do it? I don't think he had to do it, but I don't know. It's an event at home for VJ. He's earned the right to play. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that runs contrary to many of the other exemptions we holler about on this podcast, but it's not the biggest news. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he, 
He has the right to play. I mean, is it, is yeah. it the right time to exercise that right? I mean, but the fact that he doesn't have to go anywhere he lives there has got to be kind of the thing that compelled him to play, you know? Yeah, I think that's it. It was right there in his yard. It's comp- competition. He hasn't had it for months. Okay, other news. The McKenzie Tour cancels its season, which is a blow. Stinks. There's just so many opportunities going away for those low level, lower level tours, um, kind of the stepping stone tours or maybe fringe tours, whatever you're using them for. Uh, those, those options are dwindling. Well, it, and it's an interesting thing cause I don't know how it's going to, how it's going to affect other sports, what's going on. But with golf, we saw, uh, the Vandy star, John Augustine, uh, yeah. he stayed in school for a fifth year, which is crazy. Cause you know, He's one of the best 20, 15, probably 10 college players, realistically, probably 10 college players in in the country. And he would, you know, almost certainly be going pro. But one of the things with these college kids, it's going to make sense. None of them should go pro because if they stay next year, the PGA Tour um, college spots kick in. Yeah, yeah. So PGA Tour University. Yeah, PGA where Tour they'll U. be able to get stars. So he's like a perfect example of a guy. He keeps getting better. He could dominate next year and get full status on the Corn Ferry Tour without, you know, in this year, he can't get status. This might be the best way to get status at this point. Yeah, maybe get some... Because there's no Monday qualifiers either. Yeah. Light it up on the amateur circuit if you can. Get some sponsors exemptions, things like that, and play college. You know, mm-hmm. um, okay. So that that's unfortunate. I mean, there's an international component there with Canada making their own. It just it just complicates things. So Mackenzie Tour out for this year. Uh, other news: Do you see the shark, Daddy Shark, not Baby Shark? Norman talking about how he's hearing rumors. There's an eight person pot, not a coffee pot, a gold pot, a money pot. That the tour is allegedly, this is very like secondhand. I mean, I don't know. Is the shark really in the loop? I mean, Tiger won't even return his letters. Um, I feel like you know, the shark's got a lot of friends in the in, in the golf world. More enemies, I would say. What I'm hearing is that the PGA Tour against all their bylaws, he told this to Michael Bamberger, I believe, against all their bylaws and governances is talking about putting aside a $40 million pot for eight players with $8 million for the top player and then so on and so forth. Um, it's retweaking their model with the PGL out there. If you're 9, 10, 11, or 12, I think, player, you'd be pretty pissed off. So that's all. He's just a rumor he heard. A hunch. Not a hunch. Just a rumor. So uh, so would it just be money? It would just be a cash bonus? I guess. How are they determined that? Here's your, here's your <laughs> Q rating. Here's your impressions. You're an influencer in this level that you get this pot. Like they can't just make it F- FedEx Cup money because you got guys like Lanto. That was another, somebody. Somebody tweeted us: Is Sunjay the all-time weeks leader of FedEx Cup? Well, the list. other <laughs> aspect of it, if they did it based off end of end of playoffs FedEx Cup, it's kind of messed up because like DJ played terrible one week of the year and ends up 30th in the FedEx Cup. They're not going to do that. It has to be something like with Q rating. Like you are a popular player. You sell tickets. You sell like... That last spot, the the last two spots is going to be so... 
It's like, how do you determine the last two? Let's let's go through the exercise. All right, let's top top eight players. So we got Tiger, Rory, one two. Then you go Brooks, DJ are in the bucket, right? Yeah. Uh, JT is in there five. Did you say Tiger and Phil? Yeah, uh, Phil would he have to be in the Q rating, right? So that's yeah, six. Yeah, he has to be there. So that's six. And then, so Phil, Phil's like the best example if you're going off Q rating. He's going to finish 58th in the FedEx Cup, but he's six and, you know, or whatever, second in Q rating. I mean, it's, you start to go down the list and then it's like you get into the Patrick, Patrick zone, Patrick Reed, Patrick Cantlay, <laughs> which I don't think would be anywhere near that, but... Patrick Reed has to be, he has to drive more interest than almost anybody. Yeah. And yeah. Thick, thick Boy might be in that conversation. <laughs> he would be, yeah. I, speaking of, I haven't dicey. heard from Thick Boy in a while. I want to know what his weight's up to. I was thinking about it this weekend. You think he's closing it up? You were thinking about that over the weekend. I just was think I was on a run. That's what you did? I was, on a, I <laughs> was running. Oh, my God. And I was, <laughs> like, I was like, you know what? I haven't. I haven't heard. We haven't heard anything from Bryson in a little while. He could be like two hundred and fifty pounds at this point. Is he closing in on two seventy? His target when he comes back, it's going to be unbelievable to watch. Like he's just swinging out of his shoes. It's going to be hilarious. Talking about hitting over the more uh, driving range nets, things of that nature. The other thing with that top eight thing, yeah, they might like just like figure they need they owe somebody and just it'll be like the captain's picks it could get really sketchy i I, I don't know i I don't it doesn't sound feasible it sounds like some shark rumor i I don't know it sounds very hard to execute right do you think maybe they could operate a shadow leaderboard so what is the leaderboard impressions retweets faves likes followers I'll you know, endorsement money. Ricky's got to be oh, in there for the endorsement. We don't even money. have John Rahm in there yet. Yeah, Ricky and yeah. John Rahm. What? How? Yeah, TV time. It's it just seems hard, hard to count. All of a sudden, they're all just tweeting all the time, nonstop, <laughs> buying followers like some crooked media members out there. Yeah, none, none of this stuff's real. None of these view counts. Nothing. Just to someone inside the media, it's all made up. So, all right. Um, impressions that's what i'm saying and then we never gave this its due last week anma finally stopped respecting arnie's event didn't talk about this anma and justin rose officially split no more anma on to the next Uh, one that's one of my favorite moments before golf went away out of respect for arnie's event we're not commenting on why he's not playing our clubs that we're paying him millions of dollars (laughs) to keep in his bag what does he go back to? And now? ironically, Taylor that made? was the last event. So I know they just kept respecting Arnie forever, <laughs> and then finally released the statement. That's the point about Sunjay. The stats for uh, FedEx Cup number ones this year could be all out of kilter. Sunjay is going to be leading number one for like three months, four well, months. That's the other thing with the the OWGR too, because like we're doing these like. Ernie's been in the top 10 of the OWGR for was in the top 10 for 750 plus weeks. Yeah. It's like people yeah. are going to be like, oh, you know, 
So when we do spotlights 20 years from now on the, these yeah. guys, some of these guys. Like Tommy Fleetwood, spend 10 for... We'll need to make a note of that. Webb Simpson's uh, just racking weeks in the top 10. <laughs> Webb Simpson all of a sudden's playing his way up with all these weeks in the top 10. I mean, 20 years from now, like the Wyndham Rewards could be the ultimate list of how we rate players. You never know. There's something sneaky about uh, Rose. He's 14th in the OWGR. He hasn't yeah. been outside the top 15 for like a decade almost. Really? So he hasn't been outside the top 15 since 2011. That sounds about right when he started to really get it back. So, okay. so it's kind of nuts when you think about that. Like Anma was sinking his ship. He's 14th right now. He was just on an Anma decline. The best thing would be if he went to PXG. Oh, God. Collected another big check from PXG. They could claim they could claim that uh, an Olympic champion, an Olympic oh, gold yeah. medalist, and uh, oh yeah, Anma. Um, so we just needed to give that its appropriate due. Do you think Anma's going to go sign anybody else now that didn't work out? I don't think so. Would we say yes to an Anma guys... deal? Would we? Yeah. No. I mean, we we might say it just so we could keep doing the silent H thing. <laughs> I, I think I'd us. take I'd take the Anma deal of all. They have no commercials. Get you that bag, <laughs> the staff bag with like the webbed feet, the penguin feet or whatever it is on the bottom of it, on your golf bag. Um, you would do it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, probably not. No, I, I would do Axio because Ernie's Axio guy. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know that he is anymore. I think he is. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's that's our latest equipment what, update. What club company, if you were a pro golfer, would you want to be sponsored by? Uh, Wilson, maybe. <laughs> Talk about how Brian Urlacher helped build how Brian Urlacher helped build my driver because he knows how to make clubs. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I don't have any. I'd, strong preference. I'd go Who with Axio. Because I'd want to be on the Axio. I, I'd imagine it's like like the racing teams. You know, I'd be an Axio racing team with Ernie. <laughs> me, me and Ernie. <laughs> All right. So that's our weekly uh, gear segment. I we think, love talking. I think Axio would help me too. They, they, I think they got some game improvement irons. We love talking equipment here. Big gear podcast. They have some what irons? I think they have a. I think it's pre- predominantly a gear, a game improvement line. So I'd, I'd like that. Is it for old folks? I think it seems so. like it might be for old folks, right? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be um, amazing right. if some guy just played like ma- massive cavity packs on tour. <laughs> Like, 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 he has rescues down to seven iron. Is that what they are, Axio? I don't, I don't know anything about Axio. What's your, what was your like? What's your favorite like bygone club maker type thing that you had in your oh, bag? Sonotech, without a doubt, the greatest three wood of all time. This is without had, question, Sonotech. I, I still have two of them. I had an Orlemar tri-metal, like five wood. That thing, I would just nuke. I would, that thing would go so... F- I don't know, my dad got it as a giveaway or something. He gave it to me. I would just go so smoothly through the ball and 
but I don't even know where it is. No, you can hit it from all kinds of lies, too, because it was <laughs> yeah. so shallow. I remember so... I, I must have watched their infomercial 200 <laughs> times as a kid because it would be on Golf Channel. And I, I mean, yeah. I was like 10 or I was like 12, 13 years old at the time. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, oh, those were the days. Tri -metal. The gear I hit effect. That club as well as I could for about two months of my life. So, okay. So that's what the, their their infomercial is where i learned about the gear effect hit it on the toe oh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah, drop yeah. back hit that's it on right. the heel it's gonna slice that's back right. <laughs> that's right god you remember the commercials oh i've watched okay. that so many times and then the pierce bin that was the golden age of golf infomercials so you had the pierce bin yeah. diamond face scoring wedge where they hit it <laughs> and they landed it on the back of a dump truck to show it could spin back <laughs> yeah now you just get these dopey ones with the fake uh tracer images you know the ones with the bunker and aaron Ober oberholzer and, and inevitably yelling at you about it one of All my favorite stuff. recent ones was the kick x golf balls yeah and they had the guy that, that the guy going it's so soft so so <laughs> soft <laughs> they were like 50 dollars still to, for those balls i think Oh really? They were expensive. I think so. Oh. I did. I did. I like thought about trying them out just as a joke, and I think they were really expensive. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is a gear podcast now. All right, moving on. A little bit of a whimsy. This is on GolfChannel.com. Bubba Watson is renting out his minor league ballparks as an Airbnb. The the. Wahoos, whatever they are, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, Bubba's team. He owns a minor uh, league baseball team? Yeah, you didn't know that? I talk about that all the time. He owns a candy store. He owns, you know, House of Greenbrier. He owns a minor league baseball team. So they're renting out the, it's like an Airbnb for the ballpark. Your guests staying at the ballpark will have full access to the newly renovated and fully furnished clubhouse a large bedroom with 10 beds, the batting cage, and the field itself. Would you want to sleep in a baseball stadium in some giant cavernous room with 10 beds in it? I don't know that I'd be able to sleep. That doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> I, I think it would be cool. It's probably a new stadium. Of course you would. Of course you would. It's $1,500 a night. I don't think it's cool at that price. <laughs> um, it just doesn't... I don't know. Whatever. Good for him. He's trying to generate some revenue on something that's losing money at this point. Yeah. It looks like they're also using it as a disc golf course designed by Bubba. I wonder what his architectural uh, disc golf in, uh, you know, tendencies are. And uh, it's an on. Yeah. They're doing screenings of movies on the field. Bubba Bub trying to do what he can. This has probably been a dream for Bubba. He's probably just gotten himself really deeply rooted in local... Uh, Local, what's going on? I know he wants to be like the mayor of mayor. Pensacola. So that's right. He might st right. start planting the seeds for his uh, campaign run. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about tonight? Um, you want to talk about this colonial? People are starting to chirp at us about this. We got the anchorman, Ron Burgundy's in the field. A lot, a lot of, you know, clear waters in there, right? Oh, yeah. Past it's champ gonna be the most loaded field ever but definitely have a few some riffraff there at the bottom you know one of the guys uh the barbasol Fra franklin corpening i've i 
<laughs> I see that name. Why is he in there? Past champ? What is he that all about? No status. Not a past champ. He played golf at BYU or TCU in 2013. Oh. He shot a f- final round 62 to tie for 14th. I don't think he's even like a, a pro anymore. But his dad and grandfather were members at Colonial, and he is now. So that's how he got a spot. No way. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, semi-famous members down there. You know, like CBS guys and stuff, players. So, wow. That's why he got in? I've written an article about it. We're gonna, well, let's save our ammo for that on... Uh, Week he, of Colonial. He hasn't we only played, have one more week. He hasn't played anything since 2014. We're going to have to do a deep dive on Frank Corpening. Franklin. Frank, I Corpening. think he's a Franklin. <laughs> Sounds like a Franklin. All right, that's it. You want to talk about anything else? We're going to do US Open exemptions we'd like to see. Maybe push that off. We can push that, that off. I think we gave Haskins people enough winner. gear stuff. Yeah. So soft, so soft. So, the uh, all right, you know who else is in you know, uh, David Frost. I've been getting tons of David Frost stories sent to me. We need to do a flashlight on him, okay? We'll do some David Frost stories. We can, what are we doing on Wednesday? Are we gonna do a big spot, a big spotlight? I don't know, we'll talk about that off air. All right, maybe on air if you leave it recording and (laughs) post it. This thing, yeah, who knows? All right, well, we're all right, everyone, enjoy your Monday, stay safe. Stay safe, uh, be well out there, and uh, we will be back with you on Wednesday.